0: Welcome to Recess Now, 5-Minute bit. I'm Ralph Seymour, physician assistant in emergency medicine and critical care. Today we're going to wrap up on um, pressors, vasopressors, and vasoactive agents, inotropes. We went through uh, the majority of what I wanted to go through, but I wanted to take some time and uh, talk a little bit about my approach uh, with uh, certain situations you know, when I have a patient that comes into the emergency department uh, in undifferentiated shock, and I like using that word, undifferentiated, because I don't really know what's going on yet. I just know the patient's hypotensive, all right? So that's undifferentiated shock. Until I can figure it out, have some, uh, a few minutes, it, it might take some time. So I got to tell you, the first vasopressor that I'm going to put on in, in, in every situation other than anaphylaxis, Is going to be norepi. I'm going to reach for my norepi. Okay. Now, the the way that will change depends on certain clinical scenarios. Okay. So if I have a patient that has a regular, a normal heart rate or slightly elevated heart rate and they're in undifferentiated shock, I'm reaching for norepi first. Okay. Period. Now, if the patient is in known anaphylaxis, and I know that already, and they need to be on vasopressors, and I've done all the other things for anaphylaxis that I need to do, including the IM, epi, uh, blah, 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 then I'm going to go with epinephrine as my frontline presser. Okay, so that's scenario number two. Scenario number three is my patient that's crashing is bradycardic uh, and I'm trying to keep them from going over the edge and, and and they need some inotropy, they need some chronotropy, they need some pressing. Uh, sometimes, you know, just based on my training and, and where I came from, I'm going with dopamine. Now, some people would disagree with me and I'm okay with that. Please feel free to give me some feedback in at our email that, that we that we post, you know, RhesusNowQuestions at gmail.com. If you have any feedback for me, I'd be happy um, to, to interact with you. But that's just my thought on that. That's when I that's when I reach for dopamine is in the bradycardic setting. Okay. Now the other considerations that I'm thinking about with vasopressors and which one to choose is, you know, When I look at the heart with my bedside point of care cardiac ultrasound and I see a decreased squeeze and I think the patient would benefit from uh, some inotropy, then I'm going to go with epi. Epi is going to be my number one inotrope. Can you consider dobutamine? Sure you can. Yeah, if you're familiar with it, yeah, absolutely. Go with dobutamine. I'd str- I would I, I would dissuade you from going with milrinone um, unless you're really familiar with it because it's longer acting. This is just kind of reviewing that. But I'm going first with epinephrine as my inotrope of choice. And, and low doses of epinephrine will take you a long way. Remember that low doses of epinephrine provide, they pack quite a punch With that, with that inotropy, so remember that, okay? So, that is my inotrope of choice in the setting of cardiogenic shock. I like epi, all right? Now, if I'm thinking about right ventricular failure, not something that we're going to diagnose very easily in the emergency department. Look, guys, I get it. But the thing is, with the advent of ultrasound, and people are getting better with this, and I, for one, love looking at the right heart. I'm looking for signs of right ventricular dysfunction all the time. I'm looking at my Tapsy. I'm looking at my my, uh, TR jet velocity. I'm looking at this stuff, right? So if i can see that the patient's right heart is struggling and i want to decrease some of that afterload against that right ventricle i'm think and i need a presser, i'm thinking about i'm thinking about vasopressin vasopressin can do that i'm thinking about dobutamine dobutamine can do that i'm thinking about milrinone but again milrinone is going to last a long time and i don't have much experience with it okay some people uh, would tell you uh, if you're only looking to dilate the pulmonary vasculature, you can even use an inhaled milrinone, which I have not done, but I find that to be an interesting uh, type topic to, to discuss sometime. Um, the last thing I want to talk about in the, uh, in the setting of uh, scenarios is... You know, when I have a patient in shock that comes into the emergency department, I don't usually wait longer than 30 minutes to get them on pressors if they're prof- profoundly hypotensive. If I'm starting fluids and I get that first liter in and they're still hypotensive, I start my pressors along with them and I'll do it peripherally. Okay, I will do it peripherally as long as you have a good antecubital line, 18 gauge, it's patent, and you have your nurse very diligent about checking your uh, the limb uh, every so often to make sure there's no extravasation. There's nothing wrong with starting that uh, peripheral pressor while you're uh, getting your stuff ready to put in a central line. I I I do it all the time. I you know some institutions won't allow you to do it. Some system protocols um, don't even have vasopressors anymore. But look, you have to you have to do what's best for the patient, and, and this is the way I do it. And I'm not telling you what to do, but look, I, I think, you know, because it's my show, I can say what I want. And and what I want is for my patient's map to get better so that they're perfusion, perfusing their brain and organs. So um, that's my opinion on that, and I, I'd, I'd love to get some feedback on that, uh, on that issue. Uh, some people are using uh, midlines instead of central lines uh, to keep their infections down and still putting vasopressors through. And I think there's a lot of data that needs to be gathered on that topic uh, before it goes um, to prime time, but certainly peripheral pressors... In a temporary type scenario is always something that I go to. Um, you know, And I'm not talking about more than an hour. I'm talking about you know just a, a short duration of time just to get your patient's map where you want it so that they're perfusing, their mental status is coming uh, back uh, while you're putting in your central line uh, under sterile precautions. Uh, this will wrap up our uh, talk on vasopressors and inotropes. Uh, This was fun. Uh, We'll see you next time for our uh, next series of 5-Minute Bits. I'm Ralph Seymour, physician assistant in emergency medicine and critical care.